Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Back Porch Writer Podcast. The show for writers, about writers, and writing. It's live, fun, and informative. Each week, I chat with writers, editors, and industry pros to give you and me a heads up about this whole new awesome publishing world. Back Porch Writer is about creating the life that you want through writing and publishing. Are you ready to tap submit? Let's explore the possibilities together. Welcome to Back Porch Writer. Welcome to Back Porch Writer, the show for writers, about writers, and writing. I'm your host, Corey Miller, and today is February 2nd, 2017, and today I have a special guest joining me just in a couple minutes. He's an author of fantasy and sci-fi. His name is Tom Falwell. Um, he's part of the whole Brain to Book Cyber Convention that'll be happening the first weekend in April. Now, I've talked about it before, but in case you missed it, this is a really fun event. The main stuff, I should say, all the events, you go over to Goodreads, and you can start navigating from the, the stages there, backstage, whatever, but it's also going to be on Facebook and the Facebook events. There's these interviews happening. There's Live with Joe. That was hilarious last year, by the way. That was a lot of fun. We were up until the wee hours for some of that. That was really entertaining because he was pretty much staying up for the entire three-day period, um, interviewing authors and talking about the show or talking about Brain to Book Cyber Convention. It was it was a lot of fun, a real hoot. Anyway, so that's what this is all about. And so these series are for the up until then are called Living the Indie Author Life, and it'll be like take one, take two, take three. Those numbers all relate to the, the guest, basically. But if you read the description, you'll know who the guest actually is. But this is for living the indie author life for Back Porch Writer here on Blog Talk Radio, and you'll be able to find all of them pretty easily. And I'm tweeting them out over on, of course, Twitter. Um, they do show up on Back Porch Writer uh, Facebook page, so you can check over there. Um, and, of course, you can always visit the website. If you want to be a guest on the show, right now you will not be able to schedule by going to the website, but that's only because I have dates blocked out for the Brain to Books uh, authors. But I'll open up the calendar again about mid-March so that you can start scheduling for the rest of the year because I know you want to be able to market your material and I want to help you do that. So that's what's going to happen. So without further ado, I want to bring on Mr. Tom Falwell. He and I actually had a chance to talk last year during the Brain to Books Cyber Convention because I was doing a combination of uh, blog talk radio guest spots and blab if all of you remember blab chats we were doing blab and he was one of the guests for that and i had an opportunity to talk to him about his series then and now man he's been busy he's been super busy because he's already he's on the third book in the series welcome to back porch writer tom thank you nice to be here again yeah this is awesome so uh, you your series it's called the rangers of larian yes right did i say it correctly Let's practicing. practicing. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us first of all about the series, and then we'll get into the book that you're releasing now or that you've just released. Go ahead. Okay. Well, 
the series, it's kind of strange how it came about because uh, back in the late 1980s during the black and white comic boom, me and my brother had put out a black and white comic. We only got three issues out on it, but it was, it was a black and white comic called Dark Regions. And one of the main characters in that book was a, a ranger named Barrett. So I have known Barrett for many, many years, many decades now. And I've always wanted to write. When I started being able to start writing, as I did a few years ago, I wanted to do something with Barrett. And so I created the entire world of her, H-I-R, in which to set him in along, along with the a heroic rangers. And I started writing the first book. And I didn't really plan on it being a trilogy, but uh, being a total pastor when I was writing and not having any plot whatsoever, it was like Eric was telling me what to write. <laughs> and so by the time I got to the end of the first book, I knew there's going to be more to this. So there ended up being a second and a third book. And I really planned to write even more in that series, but Eric's trilogy story here has been completed with book three, which is The Shadow of Narwhal. So what's the basic storyline here, taking us from the first to the, the, now the, the Rangers, third? They're just, uh, I mean, I've got a complete history. We, we couldn't even go over it all in the short time we're going to have here on the radio, but it, I've got a complete history of the world that I created. It's got... Uh, Basically, the Rangers were a group that that began some from when the first book starts. It began about 500 years ago, and they were created to keep the evil and demonic Mananase, a group of demon-like creatures that lived south of where the humans live, and their job was basically to protect all of the human. Uh, territories from these this group and they just evolved into a group of heroes that people all over the herd even the non-human races started hiring to help solve problems and so they became legends over 500 years and they were legendary heroes known as the protectors of the people and the heroes of her and so that is the premise, and Beric was a grown up as a boy, had heard all the ta- legendary tales that his uncle told him about these these rangers, and so he wanted to be a ranger when he grew up, and he became a ranger. And and through the series, he ends up the leader of the rangers, which I'm not going to spoil the whole story there. You can read to find out. But so it's story that I'm telling in this series is a story of him and how he becomes the leader of the rangers basically that's the first book the the first book each book can be read standalone there's a story for each book but there's an overall story going on through the whole thing uh in the first book the whisper in the shadows uh is where he meets a a Varda assassin. Uh, Varda is a race that is similar to an elf, a little bit darker skinned, pointed ears though. And he meets her and she's having recurring nightmares and her nickname happens to be Whisper. But her nightmares are 
that she's having, she hears a whisper in the shadows calling calling out to her and drawing her to a certain location. So she basically ends up getting Barrett to help her find out what's going on. And what they discover is an artifact of immense power that is very likely what caused the disaster that ended the third era 2000 years ago. And so they're the rest. That's about the first half of the book. And the second half is the Rangers led by Beric and with whisper seeking to get under down into deep into the Mananessa territory under a volcano and destroy that item. So that's book one. So in book book two, what's the, you have your overarching plot, but what's your subplot, your, your, what else is happening in book two? Well, the overarching plot is become, doesn't really become apparent until book three, but in book two, they've successfully destroyed the item. But in the process of doing that under the volcano, they ran into a, Big bad dragon, let me just say. And now that dragon's on the loose in book two. So they've got the, the, the dragon killing people, burning total villages to the ground. They have to deal with that. And then on top of that, the, the, a cult group of dragon worshipers that worship this dragon, they're dark assassins, and they begin... Uh, to betray the rangers in a way that is making them look like the bad guys. So they're, they're being set up by this black cult. And it basically, things just get from bad to worse, but there is a turning point where Beric finally gets the, uh, trust of one of the king, one of the three human kings and this king they set him on a journey that he has to actually go into the realm that this dragon comes from the realm of shadows called the world between worlds and he has to journey in there in an attempt to try to stop the dragon but that uh, dragon cult has a leader who is uh, obsessed with killing Beric so getting foiled he he don't quite make it to kill the dragon. And that leads us to book three, which they're again still trying to find a way to stop the dragon. And that's where a lot of past history is revealed. And I don't want to go into a whole lot of it because it'll spoil it. But there, we find out why the dragon's doing what he's doing. We find out who the dragon actually serves, which happens to be a spirit creature, the spirit of the dragon, spirit of the dragon, Narwhal is his name. And we learned some interesting things that I I don't want to spoil by saying, but we find out a lot about Narwhal and and his, the dragon that's uh, running loose in the world is named Doomrage. And basically it's, just a, a quest to find a way to stop the dragon because Doom Rage is not not physical. He's not flesh and blood. He's smoke and flame, and they can't harm him with weapons. So they've got to find a way to turn him to flesh so they can kill him. Basically, that's plot of book three. Yeah, 
I don't want to spoil too much. <laughs> There's well, a whole lot in there that I can't say or it, it, it would spoil it. <laughs> yes, but you have to give the hook so the people won't won't read it. So, well, it, it, it is about... a, a very epic and classic ending in in the in the. <laughs> In that uh, there's a huge battle between the armies, and it's uh, I, I, I don't know. When I say epic, I mean on a huge, gigantic scale. We're talking about a million-man armies battling each other, basically. Or one side so, is a million, the other side's not. Besides the obvious fantasy sci-fi type reader, who? Who's your target reader here, age-wise? Anyone 13 and up, I think, would enjoy the book. Uh, I don't uh, – it's written – I'd call it clean fantasy. There's no foul language. There's no sex. There's romance, some romance in there. Uh, That's what I don't want to give away, and there's – Whisper appears but that's, but that's has something to do with romance, all three right? books as well. Excuse me? But that's sort of innocent sort of romance, not real graphic in nature, right? No, no, no. Nothing graphic. I seem to recall that from our previous conversation last year about how you write and, and not the cursing and, and all of that jazz. The reason I asked, <laughs> had a motivation for this, is that my son has been reading a, some fantasy lately. And the other day I had him, well, I don't know, a week ago or something, I gave him the book Aragon because he had just finished the whole Harry Potter series and he didn't, he needed another series to get into. I said, well, try Aragon. You might like it. And I know there's other books, so see if you like it. Yeah. And he did. He ended up really liking it. I don't know if you're familiar with the book, but there's dragons. <laughs> there's a lot of bad ones. Yeah. I, 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 um, I, I, you remember it? I, I've seen the movie. I haven't actually read the series. Okay. But I've seen the movie Aragon, so I know what it's about. You know what I'm talking about. So he and got I, into that. And I enjoyed the movie a lot. So. Well, and he just finished the book and then didn't have anything to read. So I just ordered, and they arrived today, thankfully, the three other books. Yeah. So I'm I'm on this hunt for what are things that he would enjoy reading, and that's what I was asking about the age thing. It's sometimes the, the yeah, best stuff I think, is written I think he would for a higher it. age group. Yeah. No, it's not really for a higher age group. I mean – I, I, I compare it to, uh, not that I'm comparing myself to Lord of the Rings, but it's suitable for any age like Lord of the Rings, I would say, mm. or, see, or, right. or Narnia or something like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I will have to make note of it so that he can check it out when he's done with the next three <laughs> books that he just received. He reads very quickly, actually. <laughs> so, uh, I don't. These are big books, but he reads fast. <laughs> That we, you know, that's a good problem to have as a parent, that I have this avid reader. <laughs> well, I, I know people that read fast, and I can't I, – I, at, at my age, when I was in school, we were taught to read one word at a time. See mm. Dick and Jane. See Spot. See Spot <laughs> Run. That's how I was taught to read. Mm. <laughs> and I was taught speed reading in seventh grade. Yeah. I've never taught speed reading. So. I, they had this old machine. I still remember this. It just antiquated silver monster thingy, and it projected the image onto the border screen or whatever. And it was 
it progressively made you read faster, obviously, the way that they had this set up. That's really interesting. I don't know the scientific evidence about teaching speed reading, but I did learn it in seventh grade. <laughs> don't know if it really does, if it works. I don't know. I do seem to read kind of fast, but <laughs> but anyway, enough about that. Tell me about how it's been to market your series. Well, marketing is not my strong point, but uh, I have been becoming, uh, I've mainly been focusing on getting myself known to to readers and to other authors, and and I've had more success in in that than anything else. I try to, I run a blog where I, I interview authors and try to help them, so it, it uh, I find more more of my book sales come from word of mouth than anything else. So I just get my name out there and get to know people. But I've been trying out different things. Uh, I'm on Facebook and Twitter and and all that, but I'm trying to get beyond the social media. And so I've uh, established myself on Patreon, which allows people to become supporters of whatever work I'm currently working on and uh, so that I may... If I can get enough supporters, maybe we have the money to actually do advertising in magazines and stuff in the future. So, mm-hmm. have you done any of the paid advertising? I've done some. I, I do some with them, a little with Amazon, a little with Goodreads. Uh, I haven't had any real success on any of it. Uh, the pay-per-click, I, I, I can only afford so much, so it doesn't seem to do a whole lot. Uh, I, I see other authors selling, you know, a thousand dollars a month in books. And I'm thinking, man, I wish I could do that. But so far I haven't, but I, I've only been at it for two, three years. So I don't mm-hmm. expect it to happen overnight. And I'm just, I know one thing I'm not going to quit. So <laughs> you have to be pretty resilient. As an author, whether you're indie or not, you have to yep. have a certain yep. resiliency. I had a I have a friend named Hardy LaBelle who he and I did the indie author chat last year and all that, and we were really having fun and investigating the whole Facebook advertising side of things. And he had a lot of success with it, especially when it came to building his email list. He he just had tremendous yep. success with that. But you do but have to get it down marketing. to really know how to do it. The Facebook marketing and and doing all that. Mm. And it's really okay. simple. Once you figure it out, it's it's pretty easy to do. The trickiest thing is really getting your ad copy the way you need it to be and the right image. That's where I had mm-hmm. the problems. That's where I yeah. struggled. And Hardy really helped me with that because he seemed to just figure that out really quickly. But he's got a graphic design background. I mean, he just he builds video games. Yeah. He creates. So he just kind of instinctively knows some of that stuff, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, if you haven't tried it, there, there's people who have tremendous success, either building their email well, list or just I've, selling. I've, I've discovered one of the importances of, of having a decent cover. And for my Rangers series, I when I came out with the third book, I actually hired a cover designer to do all three books. So I changed the covers on the first two books. And now they all kind of match and really look nice. She did a really wonderful yeah, they do. job. But they look exactly so. <laughs> they look really good. Uh, you mentioned that it was it was that it was costly to do that. 
Yeah, I mean, not super, but, but I, uh, the thing is, I'm not, I don't have a full-time regular job to back me up. Uh, I'm retired, so I'm simply mm-hmm. drawing, like, Social Security. So mm-hmm. I don't have a whole lot of money to pump into advertising. That's why I'm trying out the Patreon side mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. offer to people who want to support what I'm working on, and uh, I offer to allow them to read along with what I'm writing, uh, to be able to read. I'm putting up short stories that I write along the way so that they can read those, and just giving them plenty of value for whatever it is they're paying to support me. So. There's another source you might want to check out if you have it. It's called Noise Trade, noisetrade.com. That, that's pretty cool because you can put your book on Noise Trade and people can get it for free or whatever and they can give you tips. So the first when I first did it, I was shocked when I went back and looked because I forget sometimes where I put stuff. And I went and looked. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I have a few tips. <laughs> so, so that was kind of a pleasant surprise, you know. Um, but noisetrade.com yeah, works with authors. So definitely I've check that kinda, out. That might be. Been kind of shied away from the free thing. As much uh, work and, and, and costs that I that are involved in me publishing a book, I don't feel I'm asking too much for it. And so I, I, I have giveaways now and then. I'll do something now and then. But uh, I try I try not to just demean the books by just giving them away to everybody and just hoping that gets me somewhere. I, f- I, now, see, that's, that, where I'd have to, I mean, my, that's where I'd have to disagree with e- you. Yeah. I, I would definitely disagree well, with you it, on that. I've been down and, that, that road, though, and it hasn't got me anywhere. So. See, and I, well, we'll the way see. that I, I handled mean, I'm it. Still, I'm still trying things out. So The way I handled it was that I purposely sent out to create a series of short stories and then bundled them into a series of books so that I could use those to build momentum and that's worked really well and then I did my first book and I think that's the one I have on noise trade actually with the intention it's the first in the series that I could make that free when I want to make it free and then have the next two books in the series and then play with it Um, and that for me that's worked fairly well the other thing that's worked really well is using um, I have a, a site that I use KDOROI that I think I mentioned last year that is really helpful when I go to do any sort of um, promotional stuff, basically. Well, but that works really well, I, too. It, uh, it, like I said, I'm not a master of marketing, but uh, so far, just giving away tons of books hasn't done anything for me. I don't even get reviews from people that I give them to, so That's I've just kind of shied away from that. Well, you know, you got to figure out the steps that work for you. I know that that sort of stuff is working for me. I know that from my marketing background with my tea business, how to promote mm. those sort of things and, and get it, get people to try mm. stuff. So that's why well, I do it that way. Sure. That, and I've read a lot to figure out that lots of other authors try it that way too. Yeah. But well, it's probably you know, different depending on the genre too. And, and whether it might it's fiction be. or nonfiction and just different, there's different things in the, in just for me so far, just what I've been doing, what what I had been doing in the past wasn't working for me, so I'm trying out different different things. So I, I, I'm in no Maybe hurry. You're in no hurry. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. 
there's nothing else for me to do. I'm just having a blast doing what I'm doing. So, so the the covers I mentioned, your covers look really really nice. Um, do you mind sharing who did your covers for you? It was uh, we got you covered book design. We got you covered design at bookdesigns.com. Uh, her name is Molly Phipps. And she is really, really good at making some book covers. She's, I was really pleased with what she did. So everybody listening, it was We've Got You Covered, Book Designs. Is it just her or are there other artists there? Uh, I, I've i only dealt with her, so I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> it may be just, just be her. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, people can check it out. They've heard it a couple times. You've said it. I've said it. Yeah. They can check it out and see what they, <laughs> what they find think. her on Facebook. Just Molly Phipps. She's on Facebook, so not mm-hmm. hard to find. And, and they were they were very nice cover designs. Real yeah, quick, she, I've got her uh, her address is actually in the beginning of each book. So. Oh, very cool. Um, before so. I let you go, I was looking at your reviews over on Amazon. I noticed you have one review for your current book, which is Shadows of Narworm. One review so far. So. People out there, if you like sci-fi fantasy, you're into dragons and heroic rangers, you might want to pick the book up. Probably, you said they're standalone books, so you don't have to start with the first one, right? Not necessarily. Uh, I don't leave you in the dark, uh, so it it can be read standalone. But I've uh, I know one guy that read Shadow of Narworm. He goes, now I got to go back and read the other two. Well, that's good. He wants, he, wants to, he wants more, so. That's very good. That That's okay with me. <laughs> well, everybody needs to check it out. Give you some review love. Um, tell them what you think of it by posting over on Amazon. Be sure to buy the book and become a verified purchase because that is how you can help an indie author out the most is by being a verified purchaser and then leaving your review. And just as a reminder, people, if you leave a three-star review, that's all cool and everything. But the way that works in the algorithm on Amazon is that that's perceived as a negative, just so you know. Um, so when you write the review, be pretty clear about you know why you're giving it three stars if you're going that direction. Just as an FYI, help a little PSA announcement for you there. Um, so what's next for you, Mr. Falwell? Well, I'm working on, I've been writing a series for SciFan Magazine, uh, Storm Guard. Uh, and I'm working on uh, rewriting my first book, which was called Dragon Rising. But it being my first book, I didn't do so real well with it. So I'm going back and completely rewriting that. I'm going to change the title, get a new cover. And I'm also working on a modern-day thriller novel that uh, I don't, I'm not sure how how long it'll be before that comes out. But I'm... Um, the uh, rewrite of the one I'm doing, it's going to be the Dragon Blood Throne Legacy, and that will be mm-hmm. out later this year. Oh, very cool. Is that going to end up a series? That sounds like that might be a series. Excuse me? That sounds like that might be a series. Uh, it's It was originally as a standalone book, but as I'm rewriting it, I'm thinking of a sequel, too. So I don't know if it'll <laughs> actually end up a big series, but it, it may be just two books. Well, when you say legacy, it just kind of makes me think, series, <laughs> you know, there's more there. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm thinking, who knows? They tell me what to do. I don't tell them what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so before the, I let the, you go. The characters are in charge, not me. Oh, I think I know the answer to the question I'm about to ask you, but I'm going to ask anyway. Before I let you go, are you still a pantser? That's it. Mostly. I, I do. <laughs> I have learned to plot somewhat, but I end up changing the plot as I write, so uh, I'm still more or less pantsering. So. <laughs> I thought so. Well, Tom, thank you so much for joining me here on Back Porch Writer. Thank you. And people can find Tom over at TomFallwell.com. Be sure to go over there and also go over to Amazon.com and check out his books. Pick one up, read it, review it, give him some review love. That's all I'm saying. Thanks, Tom. Have a great night. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, people, fantasy, dragons. I mean, seriously, I kind of like dragons. I'm probably going to pick up Aragon again just because, you know, my son just finished reading it. Now I can't remember what it was about because I read it years ago. So I'll have to pick that up again. But, you know, I, I'm kind of intrigued by this ranger story. So I'm going to go and check out some of what he's written. I might do it with the third book, though, and see if that makes me go back and want to read the other two. That might be really interesting for me. At any rate, I'll do what I'll do. You do what you do. We'll meet somewhere in the middle. Have a great night. I'm your host, Corey Miller. Until next time, pull the chair, sit spell, and write. Thanks for listening to Back Porch Writer. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe via iTunes so people just like you can find the show. If you've got comments, questions, or want to be a guest, visit BackwardsWriter.com for details. I'm your host, Corey Miller. Until next time, pull the chair, sit a spell, and write. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.